And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! And welcome back to another week at the Movie Madhouse. This is Mike. And Jason. And Rob, there was no clicks. I know. Oh, I tried to get you guys. He said that last week. He said he was going to figure out how to lower the click volume. Still. I just turned him off. Now he's sneaky. Ninja. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> that brings up. That brings up. <laughs> Dive right into it. Man. I got it. Okay. I What I watched this week was... Uh, oh, good Lord. You're not jotting them down on your phone. I am. <laughs> I am. Oh, good God. Rob, it's called Journalistic Integrity. Shut up. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's called Mike has a... Bad short-term memory? Bad term, short-term, medium, and long-term memory. <laughs> Too many chair shots? Mike who? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you guys in my house? It's my house. Are you sure? Oh. <laughs> Pretty sure. No, uh, uh, Saturday, me and the boys went to the local movie house. It was a community day. It was a charity event thing. Sponsor like for the kids and all this other nonsense. Free movie, free movie. Yeah, to get there for quarter after nine in the yeah. morning, but it was still a free movie. Yeah, I seem to recall you when I told you like nine a.m. thing. You were like, uh, "No," but really, I so. actually I got I got uh, vetoed on that. Ah, okay, yeah, because Mags goes, "You're taking the boys to the movie, right?" And I went. I guess I am now. <laughs> all untold. So, all untold. Yeah. So we ended up going to see Ender's Game. Oh, good movie. Yes. Um, I had it. It was based on a book. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The first of a rather long series, from what I've been told. Really? Yes. Okay. So did this movie do three or four books? Um, I'm under the impression no that it primarily is the first book, but they changed it they scrunched it it does not do the book justice at all take okay. it on its own merits don't compare it to the book is what i've the okay. impression i've been given mike I, I asked that question because it felt long really it did it was maybe two hours but it felt long to me hmm. now, I've and, seen it and i enjoyed it I, I said i'm not saying i i didn't like it but it was all every tween adventure movie I've ever seen before with Harrison Ford. <laughs> Thank you. And You're Ben welcome. Kingsley. And Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yeah. And Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford. Um, well, you say it's long, and I felt like it was very condensed. It's like the whole process moved really, really quick. Because I didn't read the books, I would, I, I had I was had no idea yeah, going I in. I never read the books either. Yeah, but it, it did seem... It it did set a rapid pace. Yes, and they really didn't look back once once the ball got rolling. I think it got rolling right out of the gate, mm-hmm. and there was not a whole lot of small or slow scenes in it. No, and it, it advanced the story well, but for some reason, it just to me felt long. Okay. And I, uh, I I'm not sure like. The visuals of this was oh. uh, was stunning. Oh, big time! And like I said, it it was really nice to have a an a sci fi 
actioner like that. We haven't seen something like that in a while. Not with full-on space battles and whatnot? No. Short of Guardians. Yeah, we've been lacking in that style of sci-fi. Well, lately. okay. Um, this one came out way before yes. Guardians. Yes. So, that w- the the sheer computing power that went into this movie must have been astronomical. It was a long long process making that movie yeah because the 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 drones protecting the uh the big gun was just like wow they each each drone has to be individually uh thing then they have to animate the whole shooting match and it's like holy cow might not be as much as you think um when they did lord of the rings and they had the big epic battles they developed this i think they call it the massive engine where they they just formulated like a dozen looks and then it it extrapolated that into a lot of random images so they might have done something similar to that that wasn't from lord of the rings no no that's from before that okay. yeah well, i just remember well, that coming up they did the well rings. they did that for uh phantom menace when they were doing the crowd scene for the pod racing okay because they they animated a little section of the stands and then you just replicated it throughout like the in a video game yeah pretty much <laughs> try and steal george's thunder I'm sure he'll get over it with his two billion dollars. Four billion dollars, dude. Uh, no, he only got two. He gave two away to, two away to charity. He got two billion cash and two billion in stock options from Disney. So he got more than four billion. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh oh. I don't know. This is so I'm not answering it. Uh-huh. <laughs> what if they? You know. There'll be a voicemail. I have voicemail. Hey, but what if you have an illegitimate child you don't know about? <laughs> No. No? No. I'm quite you can't that. say that because you don't know about it. Uh, I would have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the conception. Not necessarily. I've seen you sing Wrecking Ball, okay? Oh. <laughs> that was a you do have a Halloween party coming up, too. <laughs> yeah, and the last few years, there's a lot of blank spots during the Halloween parties. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. My costume's not going to be as good this year, though. I admit that. Oh, damn it. But I'm not going. Hey, I raised the bar too high. And you're you're a product of your own. You're a victim of your own success. Exactly. I was yeah. going to say product, but no, no. no. So uh, this, one of the main problems, and it's a silly thing with Ender's Game that I had, oh, okay. is the one character of uh, Bonzo, the badass oh, know, rival captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the actor. He he's uh, from the Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, actually, Disney. It was Disney Anna stable. Montana. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Anna yeah, Montana. Yeah. He played Rico on there, the snotty little bratty little kid. Yeah. Trying to take him in a serious action role. It well, just, it, there was so, no transition. Just boom, he's in a different role. Are you seriously difficult. trying to talk acting about a Nickelodeon star or Disney? <laughs> Hannah Montana, nonetheless. You know the characters from Hannah Montana, dude. Hannah Montana is a funny show, damn it. <laughs> okay. It was really freaking funny. Oh, there oh. goes that integrity. Yeah, what was that about journalistic integrity? Hannah Montana was a funny show. Uh-huh. How, old are, how old are you? That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I can pre- hey, well, if there are well, guys out there, are you saying that all, all those bronies out there are wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's not right. That's not right. You what? can't you can't fault them for their passions. Sure I'm not saying Hannah Montana is a passion of mine. I'm just saying whoa, I enjoyed the show. Whoa, whoa, this hole gets deeper okay. and deeper. You just went with <laughs> Bronies being a passion to justify 
You're watching <laughs> Hannah Montana, thus making it a passion of okay, yours. I want the best of both worlds, damn it. Oh, that ain't going to happen either. I know it's a long climb. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I, I'm not selling it. No, I refuse. Anyways. I absolutely refuse. Yes, I, I had a hard time taking Rico as a badass, too, because I wanted to cave that little fucker's face in myself. And then when what oh, happens? The bath, you know, when that happens, I went, oh, that's terrible. He split his skull wide open. <laughs> oh. Hate when that happens. Boo. The, and those, but those scenes with the, their team fights. Ender should have curb stomped his ass after that. <laughs> when they had their little, that, you know, zero G football game, whatever you want to call it. That, that those tag. were some of the best scenes. Uh, that was a really cool yeah. game. I said I, I, I had to hearken back to all our trips to Laser Quest in London. Was and it zero G? I fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh yeah. Lifetime goal now is to open a laser tag on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Boba Fred was kicking ass everywhere. Oh, hated Boba Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hated Boba Fred. <sighs> I, I had I had found from previous adventures to Laser Quest, a nice little spot where I could scan the entire field and have my back protected. <laughs> and I went up there, and there was a, a, a little kid up there kind of <laughs> in that area. So I shot him to death, and I kicked him down the ramp, and I took my... Uh, he's just lucky I didn't bayonet him with the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and trust hey. me, it's hard with those dulled laser tag bayonets. Oh, no. <laughs> I brought my own. Oh, <laughs> that ain't nerf. That ain't nerf. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. What else but, did you watch? Uh, oh. This thing. I remember we were talking about the indelible stain that uh, Tig tends to leave on people. This movie was one of those indelible stain. Uh oh. This. For some reason, I the the I hate the completest in me. <laughs> Just for the fact that I have to watch sequels that I don't want to watch. You don't have to do that. Yes, I do. <laughs> because once I start a set, I have to finish the set. What's that? Ninja Two: Shadows of a Tear. This. How the hell did you get the first one? <laughs> this one wasn't. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I have Says to agree the man with Jason. who watches Hannah Montana. Well, okay. I'm not listening to him. <laughs> I, I, I have to go back and say that I, I I saw this, like when I saw Ninja, it brought back all the uh, late 80s, early 90s Ninja movies, Shokushugi and Chuck Norris movies and stuff. Michael Dudikoff. In my app, all those ones. I thought, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And it was kind of cool ninja action. So when Ninja 2 comes out, uh, I thought, all right, going to be kind of in the same line. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> and ninjas, for what they are, I'm assuming have magical powers. Because if you can do a kind of a front flip and avoid Two AK-47s worth of bullets being shot in your direction, that's a magical shit right there. All ninjas can do that. Yep. It is magic. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's that's, a manual, page one. Oh. Second I, I, day of training. 
See, I went to Viking training. Uh, uh, <laughs> big difference. See, whereas yes. I just go in big axe. <laughs> Viking <laughs> training. Rule one. Ugg smash. Yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it the, the sheer nuttiness of this movie is just like, why did I do this to myself? But I had to do it. Just the same same reason I had to watch Human Centipede 2. <laughs> the same reason. The exact same reason. I can't wait for 3 to come out. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Oh, I'm going to have my phone turned on just so I can hear the cuss words. <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. Cuss what the hell? I'm just expecting to get a text that just... Ah! <laughs> and then... It burns. It burns already. And then I want to go see Fury at the theater. Ah, That's got to be a palate cleanser. That was a big palate cleanser. Well, <laughs> seriously, <it's> a, <laughs> your palate cleanser. You're comparing dollar store Kool Aid <laughs> to, to <Jack>. Caesar. <laughs> yeah, it's a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, this we okay. I know we were talking about Scary Movie Month, but this was a depiction of the horrors of war. Um, it's it's. Hard to explain. It's like Saving Private Ryan, writ smaller. It's five guys in a tank. And this is at the end of World War II. So everybody's going, why are we fighting? The war is over. Wrong. They're pushing deep into Germany right now. And the Germans are trying their damnedest to fight a retreating war. And these guys start out on on their missions. And they pick up, they lose one of their gunners. And they pick up a brand new recruit. The guy, the guy goes, I've never even seen the inside of a tank. <laughs> I've been in the army eight weeks. And they put me on the boat and they sent me here. And they told me to go report to you. So this guy only fired a gun in basic training. He's never, he's as raw a recruit as you can. Is that the Lo- Logan Lerman? The young kid? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's basically... These four veterans trying to get this kid up to speed before he gets everybody killed. <laughs> I saw Logan Lerman was on one of the late night talk shows and they showed a clip where basically they have a German there and yeah. Brad Pitt's like, you got to shoot him. He's going to shoot you. You got to shoot yeah. him. And I can't, I can't. That looked like a really intense It was a very intense scene. What it was, like they were, they picked up uh, a bunch of uh, infantry soldiers and they're heading to an, another town. And they see uh, a burned out, like a an attack had happened, okay. and they went and they went and found the Germans, and they attacked them back. After the doing the mop up, they pull this German soldier out. Brad Pitt has his pistol. Shoot him in the back to show, to prove to us that you're capable of defending us. I can't. The Brad Pitt puts the gun to his head and goes, it's either you or the German. Kill me. Kill me then. I don't want to be here. Kill me. And it, it was just a super intense scene. And, I want to see the movie. Oh, just, it's heart-wrenching. It's it's gut-turning. It, it is, um, they don't pull any punches when it comes to the violence of the war. You, you see these guys, like you see... In the movie, you see guys getting shot. You see Brad, the, 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 one of the very opening scenes. Brad Pitt ambushes a, a German soldier on a horse, stabs him four times in the face with a knife. Oh, jeez. 
This is the brutality and the reality of what these guys had to do. Or is kill or be killed, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they, it is just a gorgeously shot movie. The visuals are amazing. Who directed it? I couldn't tell you. You got it up there, don't you? Mm -hmm. But they, uh, it's, it's dirty. It's bloody. It's. David Ayer. Ah. I said, it's, it's, there's, there's a section when they finally get into a German town and they, Brad Pitt and the, uh, the, the, the rookie, the rookie, they see some movement up in an apartment and there's two German women up there and they try to carve. It turns into a mother and father. And to kids scenario, it, they almost carve out a little bit of domestic bliss in the middle of this. And all of a sudden, once everything seems like they seem to be happy, happy, air quotes, happy mm -hmm. um, with this setup. And then reality comes kicking the front door in again. And it just... Boom, bam, spirals. It went from a room, two rooms, three rooms, like a, a bedroom, a living room, and a kitchen of just, it was just these four walls, floor, and ceiling. That was it. That was it. That was just these four four actors in this room, and there was nothing else going on until the rest of the guys in the tank kicked that door in. Oh, jeez. Hmm. And it went from... It was, it was such a sight, just a a mind twist of how they are trying to carve out a little normalcy, hmm. and then all of a sudden the insanity comes barging back in. It was it was a very some I after I sat and I analyzed it a little bit, I thought okay, kind of slow, but it made part of the story that much more important. Hmm. Cool. It, it was just like a, a complete shift into a different dimension from this movie. See, that would be cool. And then it comes right back into like the the, the apartment building takes a, an artillery shell. Just like that. Everything is gone all to hell. So, must see? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay, okay. And I did one more. Mm -hmm. The Knights of Badassdom. Finally, oh, finally, <laughs> and what's your opinion, uh, Peter Dinklage? <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is such a great actor. He outshines everybody else on that screen. When Peter Dinklage shows up, they had to kill him to give everybody else a chance <laughs> to uh, be a a good actor or actress at that point in time, because. He is such a good actor. It mm -hmm. it just blows you away the level of ability that this guy has. When he gets into a role, he's into Oh the yeah. Role. Sir Hung was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I really liked it. It was a it was a fun, silly movie. Um I said the LARPers and the uh <laughs> it, he said, it, it does its best to try and portray LARP 
in the best light possible. Yeah. But they do everybody is it just comes across as D and D geeks running around in the forest. Yeah. And yep. eh, that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong Nothing with it wrong at, with at all. all. Nope. What about you there, champ? I know you usually have a short list. I <laughs> uh, just saw one. Uh, the Possession of Michael King. Oh. Actually a very good movie. Really? Yeah. My daughter lent it to me. Um, I'd never heard of it. Popped it in, and it's it's a found footage one, but they put background music in it. So it's got a movie feel. Okay. Now, would it be assembled like Michael Thomas Smith or Jack, Jack Thomas Smith told us about? Or Actually, yeah, I think it would be more that because he sets up the cameras. Basically, the movie starts and it's got him videotaping his wife, you know, and his daughter comes over and they're at a picnic giggling. And uh, he's going, uh, my next thing is I want to film a piece to show how everybody is, my family is awesome, you know, and thank God for what I have. And she goes, well, that would be good if you believed in him. He goes, yeah, that might help. <laughs> and then uh, he goes, oh, crap, I forgot to put a coin in the meter. She goes, here, let me take care of that because someone wants a sandwich. You hear a car screech and then it cuts to him interviewing a medium who was actually uh, Mama Wolf. I can't remember her name from True Blood. The grandma. Oh, yeah. She's been around. Yeah. Stuff. She was in Iron Man 3. and Yeah, I can't remember her name either, but she's, you'd recognize her face. She's very oh. recognizable face. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's going, do you mind ruining people's lives? And she goes, what? And he goes, well, you know, you give them these false hopes up to the point where you're influencing their life. She goes, no, I just give people advice and read what they have. He goes, okay, because this lady came into you. You told her her big break was coming, and it hasn't. She goes, well, it will. He goes, no, I don't think it will because she's dead, right? We were supposed to go on a trip, and she didn't go because you told her a big break was coming. And if we had gone on this trip, she wouldn't be dead. So he then sets out to prove that there is no God, there is no devil, there is nothing. Yeah. He starts pulling out all these black rituals and gets ne- necromancers and the whole bit. And he ends up getting possessed. Oops. Yeah. And it's brutal. Oh, it's wicked. <laughs> okay. The possession of Michael... Michael King. Michael King. Yep. Okay. Depending on where you see, um, on here, on IMDb, I think it says 2013, but every other list I've seen says 2014. So pick one. Yeah. Probably maybe premiered in 13, but wasn't probably released until 14. I don't think it was ever theatrically released. Well, I don't know for sure, but I don't think it was. VOD is the yeah. wave of the future anyway. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah. Oh, there's some wicked imagery in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Just Suggested? one scene. He, uh, he's sitting there cause he keeps hearing this noise, right? No, no clapping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like constant mumbling in his ears, right? Is he schizophrenic? Mm, he wishes. Oh. <laughs> but he's sitting there talking, and all of a sudden this bird hits the window. So he picks up a camera, and he looks down at it, and it's dead on the ground. You know, he's up on the second floor, or third floor, whatever. And then his daughter comes in, so he goes, okay, just a second. Uh, goes over, takes care of her. He hears something outside, goes outside. Can't find what he's looking for. He looks for the bird. The bird's gone. So he goes, well, it's got to be here. He looks up to the room where he was, and you see this white figure behind the curtain just kind of disappear (laughs) so he bolts it right and he's got cameras set up in his house so that as these things unroll it gets catching footage from everywhere and it shows down the uh the second floor out hallway where he's coming up and you see this white thing coming up the uh, the hallway so he comes barreling around and it boom bumps into his sister but 
cheesy cheesy grab, but it was wicked imagery in the in the picture. Cool. Gotta see it. Take a look for Good, it. Good like, Halloween watch. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Anything else? Your dock looks fantastic. Does it look good? I like it. Excellent. I finally finished it. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I'll actually put the link on the Movie Madhouse Facebook page Thank so you. people can check it out. Yes. Yep. Finally done. Thank God. You guys talked about it. And so, uh, yeah, I want to see it. Oh, yeah. He said he. I just finally watched the, the finished product myself just before you showed up. And I had seen the rough cut and. Comparing the two, I think the finished product smoother. The the one production shot, I think your teacher told you to take out. You took that out. Yeah, and it focuses more on the subject that he wanted to capture. Okay, and I think he did a really really bang up job on this one. I think you should be proud of that uh, that work that you did. Well, by the time we're done talking here, it should be fully uploaded. So I'll put that link up right away. Cool. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Go ahead, On to Jay. the next project. Okay. <laughs> the next project hopefully will be mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. Uh, I only got you brought it up. I only got four on the list. Um, I'm going to get through well, the first one real quick, uh, The World's End. I wanted to rewatch that. Yeah. The Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, the pub crawl. Yeah. God, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Saw it in the theater, loved it. Just yeah, and just watching Nick Frost instead of being the bumbling in it, watching him be the badass, the badass. Which is awesome. When he picks up the two stools and just starts going to yeah. town. <laughs> I like yes. I like Simon Pegg is he is so driven yes. and nobody knows why. <laughs> they they just assume that he was his old self. Nope. 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 There's like I said, this but is all he's got and that's all, All he wants, he wants. That, and that that drive to get to the world's end yep. is it, it just it's such a fun movie. It, it's a different take from what you see of these guys, definitely. And it, it it was a little jarring to try and oh yeah, wait a minute, try and sort the the characters back out. Yeah. But once you got into the characters, it doesn't take very long to get no into no. the characters because you identify with a lot of these guys. I know I did. Yeah, and he said they. Uh, once they get going, it's it's a fun watch. I really enjoyed it. And the fact that basically, you know, the apocalypse for the planet occurs because he's the asshole who says no to the ultra alien intelligence. Yep. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> One asshole ruins it for everybody. <laughs> Little tidbit on that movie. Everybody's last name has a uh, royalty ring. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize well, that. Uh, King. King, Gary King, he's the, the main. Gary King, Andy Knightley, Peter Page, Stephen Prince, and Oliver Chamberlain. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, a little cameo, too. The girl sitting next to Gary in uh, the opening, that group therapy session. Yep. yep. From Shaun of the Dead. She's Bloody Mary, one of the zombies. Oh, <laughs> oh no surprise. It's all the same people. Right? Oh, yeah. All right. Now, the next three I think you guys are going to enjoy. First one was Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. I watched it with my daughter who had never seen it. Oh, nice. Really? It, and Xander came in just before the prison riot scene. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, dad, oh. what's going on? Oh, my. And then, you know, when the, when the, what happens to the warden, uh, he's, Xander's like, oh, something bad. He's going he's gonna to lose. He's going to lose something. Something's getting cut off. And he goes, I didn't expect it to be that. <laughs> didn't? Oh. 
just phenomenal movie. Now, I was ho- hoping that I had, I, I got to find uh, a different cut because I wanted to see the uh, courtroom scene with Ashley Judd. There's not an actual cut where it's all stuck I back in. There was. No. I there was a director's cut. That There's a director's cut, in. but not with that stuff. No. Same with I, the Barbarian also Brothers. There was the alternate ending, too. The, yeah. The alternate ending. I was. I thought the version I had had that. No, it doesn't. Well, so. there was. Was your have the copy with the Barbarian Brothers? No. No. Okay. No, it didn't have the Barbarian Brothers, and it, uh, it didn't have the court scene, and it didn't have the the, the ending where they get shot. Yeah. So I know there's there's so many different variations out there. So I think we could probably all bring ours in, and they'd all be different uh, yeah. copies. Mm-hmm. And Robert Downey Jr. Oh. Just gold, and this is before he was the train wreck. Yeah. So just proves that right right out of the gate, the guy just had it. Oh, he always has. Yeah. And uh, just a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Trippy as hell. Oh yeah. Trippy as hell. One of my favorite Oliver Stones, just yeah. for that reason. Yeah. It's just. And it, it's the first time I really saw um, Woody Harrelson in a serious type role, right? So it, it, that I could remember. Yeah, when right. I is it, still, to my mind, he was still more of the Cheers. Yeah, comedy. I think he was just coming off of Cheers Maybe. at that point in time. My scene was when uh, to show how psychotic Mickey was is when Mallory had taken her ring off to wash her hair. Yes, and. If this ring pulls out every hair in your head, you never take this ring off. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, and I, I did look up a little bit of trivia after watching it. Like uh, Ronnie Dangerfield, he didn't get what they were trying to do with this movie, and like their their big scene, the the '50s TV show. Yeah, yeah. Bit, he just didn't get it. Um, but he just went along with it, followed all the instruction, and then his performance is one of the most heralded in the movie. So this is actually his second serious role. Okay, first one was Indecent Proposal. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, because remember it was he, him, and Demi. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have a seat. Hey. Um, yeah, that uh, Dangerfield, his uh, his portrayal as Mallory's father. Oh yeah, that just a, a noxious human being he was. That scene was phenomenal though. Yeah. That the fifties TV satire. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah, I like so jarring the look that he uh, portrayed or filmed that in, and the look that Dangerfield uh, presented was just like woo. Oh, with the wife beater, yeah, and, yeah. the dirty underwear, and, and I, I, I maybe I, it was such a little thing that I never caught before. When Mickey comes back and they kill Dangerfield, yeah. he says, "Hey, Jack, Jack, Mickey's back." He says the same thing to Skagnetti when he busts into uh, Mallory's cell. Because Jack oh, Skagnetti, yeah, yeah, he yeah, says yeah. the same thing. He busts in the room and says, hey, Jack, Mickey's back. That's same right. Same thing. It's mm-hmm. a little callback there. Yeah, I never cool. I never put those two and two together. I just, wow, okay. Okay, uh, the next one. You guys can get off my back after last week. I watched Blue Velvet. Yeah, finally. <laughs> um, okay, I appreciate. I appreciate what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate. Oh, I don't like where this is going. Things of the movie, but I gotta honestly say, I'm not a fan of David Lynch. He's he's too. Oops. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. That just slipped. I was yeah, setting the other. Slipped. I was setting the other microphone. He's just he's too out there. I you know I 
again, I can appreciate what he was doing. The he was trying to show a dichotomy there, where when it was um, slow and innocent, things were a little cheesy and corny, and then when things got dark, it, it that's when it got serious. Oh yeah, the acting got better and whatnot. Now, of course, freaking Dennis Hopper was insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but all in all, it. It wasn't quite what I expected. I didn't really have an expectation for the movie, but I know, I just know it didn't. I it wasn't what I expected it to be. I like. I always figured. I think we talked about this. I said that you would love this just from that one scene from J. Or uh, was it with the clerks? When? Uh, oh no no no! Uh, clerks two. When Jay is talking about. Oh fuck anything that moves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that so that missing, was uh, what's what's that guy's name? Um he called him I think he called him Ben. Um he was he was the uh, assistant guy in Quantum Leap, the the guy he talked to but Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. Yeah. His character, like holy cow, is just <laughs> what the fuck was he on? It's like his eyes everything shut and he's like, Yeah, just come on in and he starts karaoke. <laughs> Which leads to another Oliver Stone movie, Brad Pitt in uh, True Romance. Yes. Lloyd, the roommate. Okay. Same, Flo- Floyd. Similar, similar thing? Oh, you haven't seen that? I haven't seen True Romance <gasps> since it first came out. It's been so long, I don't remember much. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's on the list. Yeah. It's on the list. I expect to see it on that list next week. Oh. Okay. There you go. I will see I'm gonna. I, I, am, I, I have access to gauntlets. I'm gonna have to get one. I'm just gonna throw them on the table whenever. <laughs> no, no. I slap him across the face with it. Ching. Oh, not these ones. No, no, these ones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. And let's just get to the last one, and then we'll introduce our guest here. You, you probably never heard of this one. It was recommended to me by, uh, like, my one of my wife's coworkers. Oh, I've heard of that one. Um, oh wait, not yet. <laughs> because I'm, I've made it. I'm making it a point now to watch some older classic movies. Okay? Yeah. Again, journalistic integrity. I can't do a pod about movies and not watch the, the classics. I don't know if this one will be considered a classic, but it's called The Horse's Mouth, mm-hmm. 1958, starring Sir Alec Guinness. Isn't Hannah Montana in that? <laughs> yeah, in a small cameo. That's what movie. I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when they knock down the wall. Uh, no, they used a bulldozer. It wasn't a regular There she ball. is, and she throws her wig back on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Hannah. It, it, it's called The Horse's Mouth. It's an old British comedy, but it's it's older British comedy, so it's not the British comedy I'm used to. Well, um, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it. And Alec okay. Guinness. How far back does your British comedy chops go? Uh, Monty Python. Okay. That's the oldest British comedy I can remember. Yeah. Is Monty Python. Now, Alex so. Guinness is no Python. No, no. But so. what he was in this movie, wow. I, I've i never seen him in anything besides Star Wars. Ever. I have to say the same thing. And this is a good movie if you want to see something different out of the man who was obi-wan wow <laughs> he's this he's a starving artist oh, it opens with him getting out of out of prison oh, out of jail okay not really prison, like, just jail he's in jail for like a month or something. like jack's teller kind of yeah but he i don't think he was in for the same thing it sounds like he was just in for mischief like he, jack's teller a, an old friend of his he calls a friend that he keeps prank calling not really prank calling. He's trying to extort more money out of him. That's not a prank call. And he, and he threatens him. But he, he, that's, he's not that's gonna, not a prank call either. He doesn't either. follow through on the threats. 
He just oh. says it. Because if you, okay. you see this guy, it's he's not that, a threat. That's not mischief. That's uttering threats. When you see this guy, he's not a threat. And you can't take him serious. He's constantly just, there's just a spew of shit coming out of his mouth. He's just constantly making comments and jokes and, and insults and just always manipulating things. And, oh, oh, if you won't give me this, you can give me this. But he's an artist. And he's a known artist. People like his art. But he's dirt poor. Lives on a, what he calls a houseboat. It literally looks like a house on a boat. That's a houseboat. apparently boat. has enough holes it shouldn't float. When the tide comes up, the boat doesn't go up. Do you know <laughs> who also sounds hauntingly familiar like? Hitler. Hmm. I don't know where you're going with that. I'm not going No, to I'm just saying Hitler was a failed artist. That's why he turned into a megalomaniac. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm assuming that's where... He lived on a houseboat. <laughs> well, not, I don't know. not so much a houseboat, but a homeland. I'm really so. not knowing much about Hitler, and I'm going to keep it that way. Thanks. Those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to become Hitler. I know that. So. Oh, How do you know that if you Hitler don't know anything know about him? He's going to become Hitler until <laughs> it um, But, yeah, so, it's it's a really good movie. Oh. He has this vision, and he finally appeases it, and it's not the vision he wanted. And uh, it's It was really, really good. Though. I have to repute something here. Oh. <laughs> Someone just said that they're watching the older movies for journalistic integrity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Someone has also said Sir Alec Guinness, the only thing he's seen him in is Star Wars. Now, I'm not mentioning names. This is just hypothetically. <laughs> this is implying that he hasn't seen one of the greatest movies of all time. Dr. Zhivago. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 I'm adding it to the list. I've got, let's <laughs> see, um, for classics, I've got Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, um, I miss, there's another one I'm missing. I know that I've, I've got it in my possession. And let's just say once you watch True Romance, you'll have another good reference for Doctor Shivago. So which one should I watch first then? True Romance. True Romance. Okay, that'll determine whether you actually watch Doctor Shivago or not. All right. Okay. Uh, all this Hitler talk has <laughs> thinking back to uh, Fury. When I posted on Facebook that I went to go see Fury, somebody uh, responded uh, to mine. Um, they said, from other people I've read, that uh, that it is a steaming pile of Yankee BS full of inaccuracies and the usual anti-German bias. I replied, I don't go to movies for politics. I just go to be entertained. Now, that being said, when it comes to movies made in America for Americans about a war that they won... You are going to get the American version of this and the American bias towards the enemy that was they were trying to kill each other wholesale. Yep. It is a movie. Um, It's an American movie. So you're going to get that bias. It's no way around it. It, it, Again, I think somebody said if you if you wanted a movie that had facts and balance. Watch documentary. That's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to get that out because Jason's uh, on his Hitler kick again. So Again? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Fuhrer. I didn't even... <laughs> so anyway, the horse's mouse there. I recommend it. I see the see start nice of that mustache old... you got going on there, too. <laughs> I, I, recommend I, I was noticing that. you want to see a nice uh, old... British comedy, Alec Guinness. I thought it was Charlie Chaplin, but you're right. It is more Hitler. Okay, that's my list. Thank you. (laughs) 
Yes. I'm oh, he broke our guest already, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, brought him in. It's my son, Ryan, because guess what he went to see on the weekend? Who'd you go see this weekend? Fury. Talking to the microphone. Fury. Talking to the microphone again. Fury. There, there we go. There we go. Good. Now I can yeah, throw a little gain on the mic. It. So what do you think of Fury? Awesome. Awesome? Awesome. You're killing us with the details. <laughs> wow. Raving reviews. <laughs> <laughs> you were right, though, about the American bias. Oh, yeah. There was no well, way that they lost that many. No. See, the whole idea of this is propaganda. for mm-hmm. this, this is American propaganda. They're in the middle of a war now. Yep. They want to be reminded of American victories of wars they fought in the past to say, we can win again, folks. Yeah. That's why you get movies like Fury. Yeah. And it's to rally the troops. Saving we, we Private want- Ryan is the same thing. America. Exactly. America. <laughs> America. Didn't know it started with an M. <laughs> Does. America. Yep. <laughs> and it's either M-U or M-E. Depends. I've seen it both ways. I've seen them both, yeah. America. 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 Yeah, okay. America. Dave, how do you ring in on this? We'll have to get his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's California, so they may have a different yeah. way of saying yeah. it. Yeah, we need we need, to know, we need the we need the real dirt. <laughs> so break it down for us, son. About what? Fury, Fury. Oh. Young, young eyes, young perspective. Oh, give us, your, give it, us the, the young demographic. The young demographic would definitely say that the final battle. Not spoiling for anyone who hasn't seen, a single tank could not take out a battalion. No, but regardless of sure it could. The Americans had it. Americans, okay, but. <laughs> That that single tank was the epitome of American technology at that point in time. Was it a transformer? Not, <laughs> <laughs> not directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> tank transforms and out pops Michelangelo. <laughs> no, but Da Vinci. Yes. Yeah. They didn't. the The Germans didn't have. Other than the limited number, they even said it. We don't have a whole lot of the bazooka things. And I'm sorry, did they say that bazooka yes. things? Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those did, bazooka yeah. things. We only got four of those. Yeah. But it was it was code four four seven. But it was it was small arms versus a tank, mm. and so they technically. Could hold out. And and you'll see where they'll do stuff like that, where one tank is supposed to symbolize America. Yes. Against this multitude of Germans, okay? They did it with Godzilla, like we talked about before. Godzilla, I never realized it, is a metaphor. Yeah, it is. Because Godzilla starts out angry at Japan when just destroys it. And Godzilla is Japan's America. Yeah. Because they came in with the, the atom bombs and wiped out most of Japan. Two cities. Exactly. But then... Godzilla turns around and starts defending Tokyo, which is the America, because then they became allies and blah, blah, blah. they make our radios and TVs. Exactly. Samsung. Uh, Most of the equipment we're using today. (laughs) No. No? Behringer? Oh, Behringer's German. That's true. (laughs) Every single one of these mics are Behringer mics, too. (laughs) Well, see this little splitter here? (laughs) I'm sure that's Japanese. China. China. Next tech. Oh, no. Actually, that's American. <laughs> that's American. That's what, what that is. Next that's tech. That's American. 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 <laughs> okay, we have nothing Japanese here. Uh, oh, wait. No, my Samsung tablet. Hey. Yay. And your cheap knockoff rings. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Speaking of which, <laughs> hey, who saw the last episode of Sons? Not I this. Did, I did. I did. Yes, not me. You did oh, yet, nope. dude? I know. I know. Spoilers. I know. Oh, here we go. Awesome. Oh, juice is toast. Yep. Oh, no. Juicy. <laughs> yeah. Put it this way. The end of the last episode, Gemma's getting him out of town, yeah. supposedly. Mm -hmm. He finds out that she's going to double cross him, yanks the gun out of her purse, gets her out of the car, puts the gun to her head, and that's where it ends. Mm -hmm. 
So the episode starts her walking back into town now because Juice let her go. Juice then decides to go to the Mayans. Which is a, a fascinating decision in and of itself. Yeah, I didn't get his logic. No, no, no. It makes perfect sense. I want to go to Mexico. Oh, let's go talk to the Mexicans. The go Mexican the biker. <laughs> the Mexican biker club. Don't go yeah. deal with the people who know you. Go to the next state over and no. find somebody else. But Juice's, Juice's theory is somewhat sound. Yeah. If he can convince the Mayans to take the information he was willing to sell in, in exchange for passage into Mexico, it would be worth the risk. Getting him out. He did not realize Marcus wasn't going to buy what he was going to sell. <laughs> yep. No. But it, I, I'm thinking, like, what intel would he have at this point? He's been out of the loop for so oh, long. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. How many bodies does Juice know? True. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think of that. The whole drug trade. Yeah. 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 Galindo. Okay. Oh, he's got secrets. Oh, big and, time. And when he got thrown in that closet with Nero. Oh, I was like, I'm surprised he came out of there. Exactly. Uh huh. I think that's why they put him in there. They were expecting only one guy to come out of there. Well, no, they didn't know the. Yeah, they the, don't know the history there. The yeah, the mines didn't know. That's true. That yeah, juice okay. off one yeah. of his girls. Sorry, playing with information. Yeah. <laughs> so, Juice is stuck in this closet in the Mayans. And what do the Mayans do? Get a hold of Jax. We got your boy here. <laughs> Just yeah. thought you'd want to know. So, Jax comes down, sets up a whole big trade to get Juice back in the final ep- final scene of the episode. Get that cut off. Chib- yeah, get the cut off of him. But Chibs and Tig escorting him out with Jax behind. And, uh, yeah. Bobby was there, too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 I kind of, ex- I-, I half expected uh, Jax to look at him and say, time to meet Mr. Mayhem. Oh, not yet. No, not no. Yet. This that's that. This is at least two episodes worth of material uh, that uh, <laughs> the the juice episode, uh, the juice storyline is going to go through. Oh yeah, one somebody is going to die in Sam Crow in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that is my I prediction. Be a couple, actually, number seven is next. Yep. So within the next seven, eight, nine, three episodes, supposedly two people will die. From main from character? Some of the group. Because during the writing of episode nine, or maybe he had just finished nine, he did an interview, and he recounted his statement. He goes, everybody dies at the end. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he goes, no, right now I only see two people dying okay. from the club. But then that brought up that whole discussion. Is Juice the club? Because they yeah. just pulled his cut. Yeah, that not anymore. Yes. Right. So I don't know if he counts. I think he does count because he has been there from the beginning, so he would still technically count in, in the he'll fans' be, eyes. He'll be Sam Crow to us forever. <laughs> You're going to see that heart beating. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the old Temple of Doom scene. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> ah, Jem, I killed your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? Oh. Uh. But see, that's the the leverage Juice has right now. But will he give up Gemma to save himself? Are you insane? <laughs> he was going to give up Club Secrets to get out of Canada or get out of U.S. But he's Canada. Canada. <laughs> I must leave Canada. But I don't, I don't even think Canada. that information is going to save him. Uh, it might. It, it might, might slow him, him down. It, I would say it might make it quick. But it's not going to save him. No, it's he. Juice is dead. Yeah. Yes. Juice, Juice is dead. Now, I believe. I don't think he will give up Gemma. I don't think he will either. I don't. I really don't think he would give up Gemma. Of course he would. Mm. 
He, I, the only way I think he, he gives up Gemma is if he thinks it's going to save his life. Nothing. And it's not going to save his life. Nothing. They may tell yeah. him it will, yeah. but it won't. Yeah, no, nothing saving Juice right now. Like he said in that last episode, he's basically a coward. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to get out of it now. Yeah. He wants to get out of it with his life. So, yeah, if they think, or sorry, if he thinks he can get away with telling him and not dying, there's a very strong chance he'll tell. He can say it. Jackson won't believe him. Not for a stretch. Probably not, no. Why, w- why would Jax believe him? Yeah. Because he's, he's say- got information that nobody else would have. Juice comes in, sees what's going on. He shot the cop in the back. Yeah. Okay. But that information got out. All the police know that. That's so they, it, it, it could be anybody. Okay, I could see his trepidation. I could definitely see his trepidation because of where it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, he's, he's going to say, Gemma killed Tara. Jax is going to say... Bullshit. You're lying. You're just trying to cause dissension. Mm-hmm. He's not going to believe anything that Juice tells him. Yeah. Two things that I did really like from the episode, though, that aren't related with all that is the dynamic of Chibs and the sheriff. Yes. I really like. I really like their 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 relationship. Chibs has got a girlfriend. Yeah, he does. The sheriff. That, yeah. that line he goes. She goes, you should thank me for the information and the sex. And Chibs goes, no, you should be thanking me for the sex. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. he, said, he said thank you. She goes, is that, for the, is that for the heads up or the sex? He goes, that's for the info. You should be thanking me. For the sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Chibs. All, all I remember is on, on my Facebook feed, somebody, one of the, one of the ladies I know, and after the episode, <laughs> she goes, Chibs coming out of the shower with just a towel on. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> she, just, she typed that on her Facebook. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> some, see, some of them like I'm grizzled. <laughs> Used hard and put away wet. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> the other thing I liked, though, because it was a surprise, like I knew it was going to happen, was the cameo by um, Michelle. Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle from Glee. I don't think she's done. Nope. I don't think so either. But just to see her in a role like that, I expected when they said she was doing going to be doing a guest spot, I expected it to be another. Was it Ashley Tisdale? Do you have to go to the bathroom? No. Who's Leah Michelle? Glee, she, the lead character Glee? on Glee. What's Glee? That's that singing show singing on TV. Show. Yeah, on Fox, the high school. Club thing. I know. I see where he's going. Yeah. 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 I don't have to say anything. I I don't like her on Glee. Like, I don't like the character. Okay. She plays the character so well that I hate the character. When bad things happen to her, I don't feel bad. Okay. Short of short of the Cory Monteith thing. Okay. That hits too close to home. Okay. (laughs) Can I can I ask a question? (laughs) Um what character did she play on Sons? She was the waitress. waitress. Oh, okay. When you see uh, her playing a normal person, down to earth, somber, not over the top, not look at me, look at me, which is what her character is on Glee. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mike. Question. Acting. Mike. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was nice to see that. It was really nice to see that. And whether or not it, it, it 
drew a crowd. Like you never know. That that's a, a different, entirely different different graphic from Glee. The, she's gonna draw the Glee crowd to Sons of Anarchy. I, I'm not saying a lot, but there might be a few. Oh, Leah Michelle. Oh, I gotta see what she did. Really? Yeah, it's possible. It works. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Uh, That's why David Hasselhoff was in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> to bring the Baywatch and Knight bring, Rider yeah, bring group. The, the Hoff crew in. <laughs> Pamela Anderson is watching every episode now. <sighs> no, uh, I don't think that character's done with the way she was acting on there. Like, there's just a whole lot of holes in her character now. For that Who? brief interaction, like Gemma, kind of the kind waitress, of to her. it almost looked at one point like Gemma was gonna spill to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, she says uh, you'd be a great, I'll mother. let you finish. I just want to. I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll <laughs> let you finish. Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> um, when Gemma says you've got a son, you'd be a great mother, and Leah Michelle just kind of turns around, doesn't say anything, but then turns back and walks in. Like there's a whole story there going on, and it's it seems wasted having Leah Michelle as that small little bit get, dropping so much hint to not come up again later. And he's never done this before, Kurt Sutter. No. Okay. What could she possibly bring to that scenario? See, that's just it. I don't know. But what did the homeless woman in season one have to bring that she's now back in season six and seven? She was everywhere. In Belfast, even. Yep. She's a DEA agent. Hmm. Well, what's a homeless woman doing in Belfast? Yeah. Nobody there is homeless. I don't know. Don't look at me. I haven't been over there <laughs> ever, actually. Huh. See you know what I mean? The way Kurt drops it, it's something. You know what I mean? Oh, and you get the inline. Oh, you're, look, you're looking for the right. Easter eggs and the little yeah. nods and hints. I'm waiting to see where it goes. <laughs> I am too. I'm curious. I bet you any money. Jax is actually Leah Michelle's son. <gasps> that's the son that she lost, and that's why she was upset. Does Gemma know? I don't think Gemma knows. I don't think Leah Michelle knows. No, not that, uh, that's Juice is her son. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's not Hispanic. We know Daddy's black. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so black kids are know, black people are having Hispanic kids all over the place. She's an eighth Mexican on her Daddy's side or something. I don't know. Progressive gene just happens. Exactly. Two percent. Two percent. Eighty-two percent. It happens. Roll the dice. <laughs> Genetic roulette. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I did like the way <laughs> the, uh, the the Marilyn Manson Jacks interaction in the prison. You're a bright white boy. <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Meeting with that guy. Oh, that it's was... my job to keep up the image of the brand. That's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's so perfect. So I love that. Oh, oh it's a note for oh. later. <laughs> Secret notes. Whoa. Ah, at least it's you getting in. <laughs> Usually Christina's trying to take out Mike. Yeah. And not in a good first date kind of way. She's oh, just God. trying to crack him with the microphone. Holy, that's a freaking novel. Dear Jason. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Crunch. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, I like is it, the, uh, the fight with the knife. Fucking hate Nazis. And then the fight's on. When Chibs... <laughs> oh, yes. 
Yes, and okay. Said, hey, this is just a friendly fight. Why don't you put the guns down? <laughs> it actually has the... I the the lack of the brain power to actually take his eyes off of Jacks, <laughs> <laughs> and then they roll up to the Grim Bastards. What happened to you? Race relations. <laughs> <laughs> but suffice it to say, I'm anxious for this Tuesday. Yeah the the burial of August Marks is in full swing right now. Huge. Or the attempted burial of August Marks. I think you're going to see that happen. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with the club, but. I think that's going to happen. I think the the pile of bodies left at the construction site's going to really hurt <laughs> his cause. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, black people be dying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're running out of room out of the woods. We're not putting them in the woods. <laughs> that, uh, I, there was two things came to mind in. And said that one was not one of them. Yeah. Nope. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I had a couple thoughts too. And it's like, ooh, didn't see that one coming. Nope. That's good. <laughs> but I like the fact that you said, what? Jack's. Uh, gotta know everything, doesn't he? I know. <laughs> you know what Curiosity did to the cat, right? I'm not a cat. That's right. You got one life. That's right. You really want to waste poking <laughs> your nose into my laptop? Uh, <laughs> Do ya? He's got a point. <laughs> do ya? Why the hell do you think we didn't spoil Walking Dead last week? What? What are we talking about? What? Yeah. Well. What? 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 I, don't know what <laughs> I, I just, I kind of nodded out for a second. Oh, you're nodding out already. <laughs> No, the uh, that walking. I, I did finally see the first episode of the season's yeah? premiere. What'd you think? Carol is a badass. <laughs> oh yes. Have you seen when the first season, first episode? Oh. When did she become such a badass? She was training everybody for two seasons. Yeah, at the prison. All the kids She's teaching the kids. Well, I know she was teaching the kids in, like basic self defense and stuff like that, but. She's a fucking commando now. <laughs> she's the one, who, she's the one who, who jumped at the chance when uh, Shane started teaching. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first ones in line, I think. Her and uh, uh, Blondie, she's dead now. Um, Andrea? Yeah. There we go. Oh. She's, was it you that posted that thing yes. last night? Yes. That, Xander found it, and I had to share it. Somebody had has come up with linking... Toy Story with Walking Dead. The Im- image, the mirror imaging between the it's, two. I saw that little link. I didn't click on it yet. It's freaking creepy. I, I, as hell. I said, when I when I got home from the the show last night, and I the first thing I said, I, I, I popped it on and went, "The Walking Dead is Toy Story." I'm going, what the fuck is this? I went, after I got done, I went, "Son of a bitch!" It is. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities. It's just who's t- who's Woody? Who's Buzz? Rick is Woody. Yeah. Buzz is Shane. Buzz is dead. That That's where the, they're... That's not, where the theory it falls it apart. It no. doesn't carry entirely, but there's a lot. I'm going to check that it, out. It, it, like, if it's coincidence, it is a gigantic coincidence. In the third episode slash season, there's a villain who stands... Uh, who relies on standing on the back of a truck. And there's an image of the governor on the back of his truck in Woodbury, and then there's the teddy bear. Yeah, they 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 in the dump truck. 
Yes. That, um, they've linked the teddy bear with the governor, and it makes sense. Yep. There's a, um, the sheriff is infatuated with one child. Yeah. And that one child latches on to his best friend. Oh, it's 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 yeah. The, it is crazy. It, like I said, if it's a coincidence, it's just just a gigantic coincidence. Okay, now you got me. Let's take a look at this. <laughs> so this second, The Walking Dead versus Toy Story. The hero is a sheriff. He's occasionally grumpy leader of a group of misfits. Hey, come back here. I was looking at that. <laughs> Loading. No, Anyways. he's scrolled to the bottom. No. And it's long. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Hero is a sheriff. He's the occasional grumpy leader of a group of misfits. And has a kid he loves more than life itself. Andy. Carl. Okay. Carl. His best friend is a hyper macho officer of the law. Buzz. Yeah. But his kid grows fond of the hero's best friend. Buzz. Uh-huh. Stay away from my kid. Yes, they did do that. Oh, say it. They eventually come to blows beneath the truck. Holy shit, there is a truck. He threw a wrench, <laughs> he threw a wrench at him. Yep. The hero kills his friend. Oh, okay. He tried Rick, to kill Rick actually did it. Yes. yes. Yeah. What he tried to when he knocked him out the window. Yeah. And all this while being overwhelmed by armies of horribly disfigured shambling corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Oh, yep. And there's the dude in the well. Yep. <laughs> in number two, we're introduced to a yodeling cowgirl. Beth. <laughs> And a white-haired old man with a walking stick. <laughs> yeah, it's because he's got one leg. Yeah. In number three, they discover the idyllic gated community. <laughs> Woodbury. Sunnyside Daycare. They're welcomed with open arms by a kindly leader. McGovernor. Who is a southern accent and enjoys standing on the backs of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> the leader is really a psychopath driven mad by the loss of his little girl. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> What the hell's Ken doing in here? The hero's friends are tied up and interrogated. Ken and Michael Rooker. Ah, oh, I don't see the comparison. Uh, meanwhile, the hero receives an unexpected phone call. Oh, yeah, that's true. One's from the monkey and the other one's from the dead wife. Orchestrates a prison break. Mm-hmm. You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. Yes, we want to join you. While the leader consults with his bookish flunkies. The bookworm and the book, yeah. yeah. The blonde with the ponytail realizes she's been sleeping with the enemy. Barbie. Hey. Yep. Andrea. Uh, you're not going anywhere. Yep. yep. Holy crap on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so? I got to that at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I just went, whoa, now I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, Xander found that on uh, Nine Gag. So, whoever the the mind that meshed those two things together is just who the hell was laying in bed one night and went, you know what? <laughs> I have to get up and do this now. Yeah, son of a gun. It's scary how accurate Isn't that is. It- Hasn't it been proven that like basically Toy Story three is uh, almost shot for shot Schindler's List? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith calls it <laughs> Kevin Smith calls it Schindler's toy box. Yeah. So <laughs> Mhm. Well, yeah, look at him getting tossed in the sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you never want to go there after the cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't tootsie rolls. 
Uh, okay. Uh, news? news? News. Let's get to some news here. Mark Wahlberg, they got some images out of him in The Gambler, the new film coming out. It's actually a remake of the 74 classic. Oh, oh wait. Uh, Paul Newman? The Kenny Rogers? 74 classic. Dude, you're the music or the movie connoisseur now. You are our I, journalistic. I, I'm working on it. I'm not there yet. <laughs> He's thinking of the gambler, the song, the Kenny Rogers song. But you mean movies too? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is, or that doesn't look like Kenny? Rogers. The new film is a remake of the 1974 original, and will focus Wal- follow Wahlberg as a illiterate professor. Oh, sorry, <laughs> literature professor. <laughs> illiterate professor. <laughs> I'm the illiterate reader <laughs> uh, who finds himself battling a rapidly escalating gambling problem. The Rounders role, too. Yeah, the role saw Wahlberg drop a staggering sixty pounds, and although according to the star, the physical transformation wasn't the most challenging aspect. Being believable as a teacher was one of my greatest <laughs> challenges. <laughs> I, don't know I think we found a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you have a test today. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mark, we believe that. I don't know if we've ever <laughs> talked about it much, but have either of you ever watched Pain and Gain? No. No. God, is he crazy? (laughs) It's a messed up movie. Like, it's Michael Bay at his glorifying best. Does anything blow up in that one? Uh, Not much, but I think there might be a couple. (laughs) Yeah? Okay. We'll watch it. What do we got here? This is Michael Keaton and Zach Galifianakis in Birdman. We don't have an actor. And if we cancel the first preview, the press is going to smell blood. And we can't afford to lose any more money at all. Okay. What do you think I should do? Well, we hired understudy. Let's use the understudy. Yeah. Reagan, listen to me. Please, for the love of God, listen. Our perfect dream actor is not going to knock on that door and go, Hey, fellas, when do I start? You know? Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, what's up? Did you find another actor? No. Okay, well, Mike's available. He is? Mm-hmm. Mike who? I thought he was doing the thing. He was. He quit. Or got fired. Mike who? Which is it, quit or fired? Well, with the Mike, it's usually both. Mike fucking who? Shiner. Yes! Jake. Oh my gosh, how do you know Mike Shiner? We share a vagina. I think you'd want to do it? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Because he told me one <laughs> Jake, Jake, yes. Ask me if he sells tickets. Fine, does he sell tickets? He sells a shitload of tickets. Okay. Now ask me if the theater critics love him. The theater critics love him. They want to spooge on him. Hey, Leslie. Right on his face. Uh, good reason, right? You think he'd come in this evening? I'll call him and find out. I'll call his agent. Galifianakis has lost a lot of weight recently. Yes, uh, I saw, that's not the scene I saw. But uh, again, late night talk show thing last week, and yeah, he's really slimmed. Yeah, up. I saw a side by side picture, and I was like, "Oh, they work pretty good together, too." Yes, they do. And if you you can't really tell from that scene, apparently, a lot of that movie is where it follows one person in a room, and they talk. There's talking between two people, and then it follows the one of those people leaves the room, and it follows them. It's like all like a lot of long tracking shots. Hmm. Interesting. You're looking at the next one, aren't you? Yeah. This is... Well, I'm not sure. Paul Feig is set to direct Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. And I don't know if I have it up here, but it's going to be a reboot. Yes. They've confirmed it now. They're not going to try and play around with what was. They're doing the whole thing new. Uh, Feig had previously been linked to the position, but given the amount of false starts it's had... uh, it has been easy to take the rumor with a pay, uh, grain of salt. However, Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Hudson's character, uh, what's his name? Winston. Winston? Terry Crews. No. Yes. I, I, no. Because uh, I, and I Kevin Hart. Tell you why not. Kevin Hart. Finish what you're reading. No. 
I won't interrupt. I'm being Jason. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it doesn't it matter what you're saying. I, I, the Rock. I, I would agree with you. Playing I like Winston. To, I agree. I would like to see Terry Crews. No, The Rock. It's Dwayne Johnson. It's pretty The Rock. That Dwayne Johnson. It's The Rock. Chris Rock. Oh. Vegas pretty much said that he's going with what his strong suit. <laughs> which is if you look at his track record, he does he's he's behind the strong female comedies. Bridesmaids. You know, this is really pissing him off. I saw him, I I just glanced at the button. Bridesmaids, <laughs> the heats. Jada Pinkett uh, Smith. He's but, trying to be serious. Like a man. <laughs> and, well, no, because I can predict who's who the, the lead actor or one. Like, it's probably going to have two or three people, of course. it's Jada Pinkett Smith. No. His wife will probably be one of the lead actresses. Who's his wife? Melissa McCarthy. I'm not seeing Ghostbusters. She's going to be the Dan Aykroyd character. I would, I, I would put money on it. And that will kill the franchise. Okay. Let's see. Downey Jr. backtracks on his Iron Man 4 confirmation. Let me see what he said this time. Uh, we brought the news that Robbie Downey Jr. had confirmed his involvement. And however, oh wait, no, this is the one we read last week where he's basically said no. Now he's not. He's working in other projects. <sighs> Still not recovered from that fucking Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not confirmed. I think but he just had a stroke. Look at the track record. That's yeah. Paul Feig makes a comedy with women, and she's in a, in them. That's how it works. Hmm. Wrong. Works wrong. Well, this one looks interesting. Margot Robbie and Will Smith are in a movie called Focus. And uh, what's the focus? A pair of con artists who begin to fall for each other. Aww. The film picks up with the pair's relationship when Robbie is just a novice in the business, feeling that she's getting too close for comfort. Smith's old hand breaks things off and thinks no more of it. Fast forward three years, Robbie has picked up more than a few tricks of the trade, making a sudden... Hey, I was reading that. Don't uh, yell at yourself, Rob. It's see. creepy. Oh, it's the website. Sure it is. Sudden reappearance into Smith's life just as he is attempting to pull off an ambitious score. Of course, that's when they show up. We got the biggest heist of the thing planned. Gonna make a billion dollars. Oh, look. An old flame shows up. Isn't that how it always goes? That's why I never plan a bake heist. I don't want old girlfriends just popping up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston to star in The Infiltrator. Oh, speaking of big heists, you should have heard... Uh... Me and Shooter Sean coming back from Hamilton the one day. Mm-hmm. We passed a, a... Shut up. I got a story to tell. <laughs> we passed a, a, a Garda truck, an armored car. Garda truck. Garda truck. <laughs> and he goes, you know, five, usually about $5 million in those trucks. I said, yeah. We need to get a team together. <laughs> I go... Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. I go, he goes, we need a Hulk. We need a Hulk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Do, what? Okay, I can see where we could get use the Hulk. We could do that. He goes, we also need, uh, uh, you know, Black Widow. Yeah. We need a, a Hulk and Black Widow. And somebody that's built their own armor. Yeah. Yes, that would Iron help. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, we also need, uh, well, we got to figure out how to get into the trucks. I said, we got a Hulk. <laughs> Problem <laughs> solved. Goes, oh, yeah, we could do that. 
But I figured he would. You could just use the Hulk to like jump on the front of the truck and stop it, and, like smash the engine. Well, while he's smashing the engine, he just ripped the door off. Well, his job stops there. Yeah. He goes, no. Well, we gotta you gotta make sure the money's not damaged, so we need the Black Widow like to pick the lock. We're gonna keep going. I just keep going with this. And he goes, well, we can't use Iron Man because he'd, he'd use his his repulsor and he would like shoot the thing and it would blow up and there'd be money all over the place. Yeah, okay, Iron Man's off the team. <laughs> And we, just, we we went from I think from London to Chatham, and we had a, an elaborate scheme. <laughs> now, if you can just get the Avengers on board, just, yeah, we just need a couple of the Avengers, and we also we also figured out that we needed uh, a guy on the inside at Garda, some a couple of uniforms, and find out where the the transfer house is, so we could. Get uh, get into the into the car into the. That's Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what wrestlers talk about on the road. <laughs> Remember a few months ago, I said I was at work and the security guard come through, and I'm like, I watched too many action movies. <laughs> That's what that reminds yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyway, back to Brian Cranston. <laughs> oh, he makes meth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, he is dead. Uh, oh, that was. Friday night. I'm sure it was a lot longer ago no, no, than no, Friday no, no. night. There was uh, Walter somebody. Um, Bob. Bob. Bob yeah. White. Bob White is uh, Walter White's less educated cousin, yeah. and he makes the green meth. Yeah. It's only 2%. Yeah. Green. Okay. Yeah. And we, we established that the, the green coloring is antifreeze. Yep. Anyway, Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in the infiltra- infiltrator. This is based on the autobiography by Robert Mazur. Um, he will be playing the custom and excise agent who went undercover. You heard of him? No, me either. Uh, famed for cracking drug smuggling operations, the story follows Mazur as he takes on his most formidable target to date: a bank laundering millions of dollars for drug lord Pablo Escobar. Ooh, we know how this ends. Bam, bam, bam. We yep. know how it ends. Yep. Thank you, Belt. <laughs> Patrick Wilson stars in a new Red Band trailer for Stretch. For what? Stretch. Uh, it's an action. It's like Transporter with a limo. Hmm. Wow. That sounds terrible. It does, doesn't it? But we're going to watch it anyways because it's a Red Band trailer. <laughs> exactly. For immature, <laughs> for immature audiences. Did you only. see that? Yes, I did. Let's bounce this up here and pause it. By your the mama. following preview has been approved for immature audiences only by your mama and the motion pictures. <laughs> Ultra violence. This is Stretch. He drives a limo. This is Roger, an eccentric, debaucherous billionaire who hired Stretch for a ride. This is a mid- Holy crap, how many movies is Chris Pine in? All of them. Is that Peter Dinklage? <laughs> and this is Hollywood, California, where Stretch is banking on a big tip from Roger to pay off his bookie by midnight. Fuck me. The only thing standing in his way is Candace. I'm breaking up with you. The girl who broke his heart into a million fucking me? pieces. And Carl, a ghost only Stretch can see. And three cock-chugging nymphomaniacs. Ooh. And Boris. 
think stretch is a good for baby pussy. <laughs> and Charlie, the co-worker with the heart of gold. <laughs> Fuck you. And Roger again. <laughs> and the FBI. And fake stripper titties. And some bouncers. And this guy. And a rapping ruger with three filthy street hookers. And a can of Dayglow orange spray paint. And a gay French mobster. And a cunning linguist. The 405. The 101. A severed penis. Too much cocaine. The paparazzi. Armed robbery. Cheesy clown weedos. Falcon hair. This chick. Enzo the tailor. An orgy fueled drug raid. Punch airbags. A massive nutsack. A tow truck chase. Internet dating. That son of a bitch Roger again. Fire. A balloon man. Two hungry Wattweilers. Bravo. More stripper titties. And oh my. Sweet Jesus. One high visibility. Neon yellow freeway impact attenuator. This is the movie Stretch, and it's out there. No, really, it's out there. Go find it. Demand it. Jesus, do we have to do everything for you fucking people? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Can you, can you go back, like, like three frames? Something flashed up on the screen real quick. This is freaking YouTube. You want me to go back three frames? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he was in there, but apparently Norman Reedus is in that movie. Oh, stripper titties. No, no, it was words. Like purple words. Be a fire starter. What the hell? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess look at the rest of that movie. Wow. <laughs> I'm curious. I, I, I sort of want to watch it. <laughs> you know, I think you got the best parts in that trailer. And that's that. <laughs> I think you're right. And so everything else is uh I want to Apparently, I, Roger's pretty prominent in this movie. <laughs> Fucking Roger. I'm looking at the IMDb on it. Norman Reedus, Brooklyn Decker, Jessica Alba is in there somewhere. You didn't see her? Chris yeah. Pine. Uh, she was the, the, the girl with the heart of gold. gold. Co-worker. Uh, yeah. uh, Mindy Robinson, Ray Liotta, Ed uh, Helms, a uh, bunch of chicks that I don't recognize any of them. With big stripper titties? That's got to yeah, be them. Probably. There's uh, <laughs> Hasselhoff. Uh, Randy Couture is in there. Sounds about right. Yep. Seems Scorpion King. This is cold for him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Keith Jardine, that name looks familiar. He's a MMA guy. Yeah. Okay. Sean White is in there somewhere. Oh. Yeah, wow. Smile and nod. Oh, Got a few oh names. that's Sean White. No, that's Sean I wanna, White. I want to yes. see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. And we also have a trailer. This is the first one out for Tomorrowland. Britt Robinson and George Clooney. It's a Brad Pitt sci-fi movie. He's directing this? What the hell? Wait a second. Which one? What is it? Uh, The very first trailers arrived for Brad Pitt's Tomorrowland starring Britt Robertson as a sparky teen thrown into a mysterious realm that gives the film its title. The new trailer shows Robertson encountering the futuristic domain for the very first time as she touches a strange totem that appears to transport her from one world to the next. Is it directed by M. Night Shyamalan? Because I know the twist. She's stuck in Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. There's a big gate. Twist. It's a twist. The twist. The, uh, um, I saw a good picture. You'd probably get a kick out of Rob. Nope. It was on Vern Troyer's yeah. uh, Reddit account. It was he goes uh, my bodyguard for the day. Shows him at a comic con standing beside a Wookiee. Aha! Uh-huh, no doubt. And it, I don't even his think ankle. he came up to his <laughs> knee or anything like that. Okay, here we go. Okay, that one money clip. $47.32, one Florida State driver's license, baseball cap, one pin, one pack of Beeman's gum, and uh, whatever that is. 
That's not mine. What's not yours? The pen. I've never... What if there was a place, a secret place, where nothing was impossible? No way. Way! A miraculous place. Where you could actually change the world. You want to go? I don't want to watch any more of this. year it's disney found a way to make a movie about their theme park you should probably not throw your phone on the floor like that probably not <laughs> they're built tough right oh absolutely watch your head look out all right uh 120 plug time plug time plug time oh crap i didn't get all this stuff done again What are we plugging? I'm not plugging anything anymore. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I really, uh, really uh, got to sort it out so we can finish the short film. Really got to. Really need to. Really, really want to. Need to. Got to. Just taking your printer for a walk? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't want it now. <laughs> <laughs> now or never. <laughs> Let me see here. Oh, USBs are expensive. So you don't want the printer? Sure. Who the hell's Jenna Malone? You got an extra USB cord I can find? I don't know. Damn it. Jenna Malone is set to star in Batman v Superman. Printer? I'm sorry. Are we bothering you two in the middle of a podcast? Oh. Just asking. <laughs> Uh, it's yes. cranky when we're talking about printer, my printer acquisition. I know. Jenna Malone is set so, to star. Is it like an ink? Jenna Malone uh, is set to star in uh, Batman v Superman, but I don't know what Jenna Malone has done. I'm looking up. Where's the power IMDb cord right now? Uh, here we go. Most recent. Uh, okay, you can keep it. That's right. I did hear about this <laughs> because she's set to star as a female Robin. Like that. It was like a solar-powered well, one? Rumor. She yeah. okay. Her biggest role I could see recently was Catching Fire, Hunger Games. Yeah. She's uh, Joanna Mason in, in that. Okay. So, yes, I could see her as uh, Carrie Kelly. Who? What are we talking about? Her name is Jennifer. Oh, wish you'd paid attention. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee bags the female lead in The Hateful Eight. She is in. What's Hateful Eight? It's uh, about a pool group. They play pool. Oh, that's a good idea. And each one of them is named after a different color ball. Ah. Yeah, there's Mr. Pink Stripe, Mr. Yellow Stripe. <laughs> no. No, you're not buying no. it? No. No, I don't think Tarantino would pull from that well again. <laughs> oh, and you know what Tarantino's <laughs> thinking, huh? 
He might reference it, but he wouldn't pull directly again, no. And you know what Tarantino, you got your finger on the pulse of Tarantino's wrist. Yeah. How do you do that without a restraining order? Or with a restraining order? (laughs) Either way. And this is interesting. Okay. Jay Courtney says Terminator Genesis is neither a sequel nor a reboot. Oh, what the hell? It's not a sequel and it's not a reboot. That means it's a prequel. That's the only other option. Uh, I think in this day and age, it's much more likely to be PG. Oh, they're talking about the rating. Who cares about the rating? What I can say is that we start in a place we're familiar with from the early films. And then, you know, circumstances change. It somewhat shifts the course of events from that point. Meh. Oh, they're going to fuck with time. No, really? It's a time travel movie. I know, but they hadn't done it to this point, and I was right, hoping. Yeah, that's true. Like, even with Terminator 3, they still didn't mess with time. Not they haven't, badly. They haven't done it to this point. Haven't all the movies involved some sort of time travel? Well, they have to. Right. And yeah, but now they're... They haven't done it before. No, I said they haven't fucked with time. Changing events of the past. They they're, tried to. They're pulling a Days of Future Past... Where one thing is going to make it so the other movies never happen. I want to make the, the franchise relevant again. Got it. Stupid sons of... <laughs> Arnold Stern? Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. And by nice, I mean, no. Nothing like a 900-year-old Terminator chasing you around. <laughs> Ow, my hip. <laughs> he doesn't run. Catch you, I will. <laughs> he doesn't run. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you're mixing genres there. Yoda's 900, so why the hell not? <laughs> Bounce around like a rubber ball. He'd, yeah. I'd be more scared of him as a Terminator than Arnold. Just saying. You can't put that much armor in a Yoda-sized critter. He wouldn't need much. Yeah, he would. Then he wouldn't be a Terminator. And we were right. Game of Thrones Season 5 will use flashbacks for the first time. Fuck you, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. They have to slow down production. Why? Well, two more seasons is done. Right. Don't, don't they need one more book to get that? No, they're only halfway through book three. Oh, are they? Okay. I thought, I don't know. I, I've never okay. booked, so I don't know how now, far they are. But. Okay. The last two books are separated. The first book concentrates on three characters. The second book concentrates on another three characters. Okay. I don't know how they're going to do that for the TV series. Again, the TV series is completely separate from the books now. Right. They said they can, once... Once they catch up to what uh, Martin's doing, then they can either 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 going to have to wait, or they're going to have to completely screw with the timeline and do their own stuff. And if they do that, oh, that's going to be some pretty wacky shit that goes down. Well, they have already said that they've only got the two seasons left, so they're probably they're probably still following the books. That would be my guess. The, 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 the last book isn't even written yet. Yeah, but they're, Rob just no, said they're not up there. It's right. true. It has been. Huh? It has been. He felt the demand. You know, people were pressuring him, so he finally released it. Of course, he did it in a weird respect. He did it from one character's perspective, which he hadn't done in any of the You already did this joke. Yeah. I didn't do it. it. Facebook did it. No. Then you, you did it again. Didn't, you did it again. Don't, no. It's written no. from the perspective you of Hodor. You did this joke already. <laughs> I never did it. Jason, you're the archivist. Go back and find <laughs> we it. We did it. I want time it, codes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That'll be tough, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got 
Two little things to throw out here real quick. Warner Brothers unveils huge DC plans. Yeah, we've known this. Uh, This is not news. This is unnews. Okay, the Shazam one, yep. Um, Before the final entries in the DC slate land in 2020 in the form of a cyborg movie and a Green Lantern reboot. Who wants cyborg? Everybody loves Cyborg. People, apparently, he's a apparently, rated popular character. Apparently, you're out of the no, okay. Everybody when, loves when him. Shush. Shush. Everybody loves him. When okay. Shaquille did... <laughs> Hush me. Uh, when Shaquille a little there. <laughs> Remember, pent up frustration. Okay, I'm quiet. That's what I thought. Okay, we got to end this. Because it's at the end time. Okay. The end times. And the end is- you have the most amazing hair of any man I've ever seen. Stop it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Where was, there was one last Anyways. Thing. No, oh. don't need one last thing. Here it is. Shush! <laughs> <laughs> you got a date? Kind of, yeah. What you got? I got stuff I have to do to prepare oh. for the party now. Oh, oh he's got stuff. stuff. I've got, I got to go meet people. Oh. Oh, people. People. Oh, yes, people, people and people. stuff. I know people, and they do stuff. <laughs> well, if we're keeping you, feel free. Uh, Saw producers are planning to revive the horror series. Boom. Yeah. I'm actually excited because James Wan is on board. Nah. He no. did the original, and I don't know if he did the second one. Okay, the original was original. Yes. Mm-hmm. To try and reboot it or stuff like that, you're... Six times. Yeah, you're, you're you're messing with something that I don't think can be messed with. Uh, lightning's out of the bottle. You're not getting it back. Genie's out of the bottle. You try to capture lightning in the bottle. You're okay. quit fucking up your metaphors. <laughs> we got to hey. end this. Rob's getting angrier by the second. No, Rob. Rob. Mike. Mike. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. For, uh, another week at the movie. <laughs> Shut up. That's my gig. <laughs> You're on my street corner, pal. So, yeah. Oh, actually, Lee Winnell is going to be involved, too. They were both the ones that wrote it originally. Yeah. James Wan directed and Lee Winnell starred in it. Okay. He was the other dude. Why don't they just do it and rename it like Drill or Hammer or Screwdriver? Ooh. <laughs> Tool Toolbox <man>. Killer. Wrench. <laughs> Wrench. Wrench. That's right. <laughs> we could have him go head to head with Shaft. Oh. See? Ooh. Wrench Shaft. Mm-hmm. He's one bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> See? Anyways, for another week of the movie Madhouse, this has been Mike. <laughs> and Jason. And Rob. And Ryan. Yay! And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Try not to be so talkative next time. Oh, uh, don't worry. I know. <laughs> Shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man out! A man